everything from overlanding in your power wheels to full-blown LS swap tricycles on plastic tires. This is the Total Off-Road Podcast. Who are you? <laughs> what? Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? Oh, sorry. I'm Mike. <laughs> and I'm Derek. And this is episode 158 or 159 question mark. <laughs> I forgot to say who I was. I fucked it up. I mean, we could just go with it. We could just go with it. The listeners I'm not used, used to, to doing this. the intro. I'm not yeah. Steve, if you hadn't noticed. I'm also not Steve. I think we used that last time, though. Oh, well. At least we said who we are this time. That's true. <laughs> We're off to a great According start. To Steve, we shouldn't be left alone to do this podcast. We really shouldn't. Um, but we are, and you get what you get, and you don't get upset. Exactly. Everybody's yeah. happy. That's right. So... Steven anyway, here. Yeah. The reason that's that we're not sure which episode is this number is is because Steve told me in person yesterday that he recorded a podcast by himself solo and a Patreon and he, I think they're going to release this week, but I'm not sure. I know there wasn't an episode last week and or the week before depending on when you're listening to what we're saying right now. <laughs> it's all very confusing. Um but regardless, Steve's been busy. And uh, apparently a little too busy to record some stuff. And I think that he's explained that to you by now. But if not, then we're explaining it to you by not really knowing. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Podcast time is weird on this week's episode. It will either come out on the 17th or the uh, 24th. This episode. Yeah. We're not sure. Sure. Yeah. So. um, What a a time to be podcasting. What a time to, yeah. <laughs> Just unsure of what day it is. What day, what year is it? Full on Jumanji. It's a good question, Derek. Well, it's How 20... do we want to kick this one off? We know for Who's sure. Who's going to start with something that we did? We know for sure it's 2023. Let's start with what we're drinking. Oh, shit. Yeah, we should. Hold on. I got this. Maybe I got this. Oh, God. You can do it. Oh, I heard it. Nice. It sounded good. It did come through, it looks like. I'm drinking a oh uh Del Cielo Brewing Company from Martinez, California. Milk stout with cardamom and green peppercorn. What in the hell? What the hell's a green peppercorn? Just green colored peppercorn, I guess. I don't know. Is it is it like legitimately peppery? Like pepper like black pepper pepper? I don't know. I just opened it. Oh, I guess it was the first one you've had. Ooh, it smells spicy. Yes. Damn, I think I, that's that's a bold move, opening a beer you've never had on the podcast right now. It's good. Ooh, it's really good. It's like a it's like a kick, but it's not peppery, peppery, you know? I've just never heard of a green peppercorn before. I think you can just assume that it's just a normal peppercorn, but I don't know. I mean, I've bought peppercorns where there's a bunch of different ones in there, like the mixed ones, but they all taste the same. They all taste like black pepper. You can't tell the difference. Maybe when you brew it, it tastes different. You just feel fancy because you bought mixed peppercorns. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You throw them all in the pepper grinder and you grind it and you're like, yep, this tastes like pepper. I don't know what cardamom is. I've, I've, I've had it in things before, but I don't think I've ever just tasted cardamom. It's probably like a crazy spice that would be gross if you just had it by itself. So it's a milk stout, but it's spicy. It's not just yeah. your run-of-the-mill mundane milk stout. Yeah, it's not sweet at all. Um, I mean, it's like sweeter. It's it's not dry like a Guinness, but it's not like sweet like a left-hand milk stout. 
That's surprising. So, Almost all milk stouts, you assume they're going to be at least a little sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's not... I think the sweetness is there behind the spiciness. Spiciness. Spiced. Spicedness. It's not spicy. But I would drink this again. And it's a good thing because I have three more. <laughs> I was about to ask. I was like, you opened this beer brand spank. Didn't have any idea what you were getting into. And you're just like, well, let's see what happens. Brand spank. So there was another beer brand that spank. I was thinking about drinking that I have had one of. Um, I forget the brewery, but it's an oyster stout brewed with raw oysters. And I was Ooh. like, I have to buy this. I, I, I like oysters. I don't think they go well with beer. And I also don't think a beer that tastes like oysters would be very good. Thank God it doesn't actually taste like oysters, but it has like a kind of salty, sea salty kind of tinge to it. It's pretty good. See, like cooked oysters are one thing, but raw oysters. I don't understand the people that like raw oysters. Like you have to pretend to like that, right? Because you're just taking this slimy thing. And like slurping it down, you don't chew it. You literally just put it down your gullet immediately. It's like, how can you enjoy that? Um, I chew it, but it depends. I mean, it depends if they're like little. T- I don't know. I like chewing them. a raw oyster. Is like, like if you think about it, just think about it while you're doing it. It's like too much. I'll try and think about it. We're supposed to go on Saturday to get some oysters, so I'll think about it then. Ah, don't think about it. I feel like it's too gross. Like, I've done it before, but I shoot them. They're oyster shooters, and you shoot it real quick, and you're like, hey, Mm -hmm. this is great, whatever. But you don't have enough time to think about the fact that there's just, like, this, like, slimy, clear, like, fish thing, like, going into your mouth. I don't mind it. It's raw. It's weird. There are are certain textures that I hate, but it's very, very few of them, and oysters are not one of them. So, I love the flavor, though. Well, it's got to be cooked oysters for me. Mm. And, And I'm not a picky eater at all, and I'm happy to eat oysters, but... Did you just finish that beer? No, I finished the can, but I poured it into a pint glass. Okay, because it sure looked like you were just taking the last <laughs> sip, and I was like, Derek, Slammed. you opened that one just... minute ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> In real time, too. We did not cut this. <laughs> Derek's completely hammered now. Just, well, I, won't, I would having, be in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm having a triptych brewing queen meme. What's a queen, queen meme? meme? I think, oh, you can't read it. It's too bright in here. Anyway. It's a dank meme, but with lots and lots of citra hops, and it's a double IPA, and it's delicious. Nice. Sounds Steve good. Steve can attest. He had some yesterday. Nice. He's not here to attest, but he could attest. So he brought you some, I assume? No, actually. I got real lucky. Patty, bless her heart, went to Champaign-Urbana a couple weeks ago with our son to visit her sister so I could just have the house to myself for the first time in ever, mm-hmm. and I relaxed for you know, a few hours, and it was realized she stopped and picked me up some triptych and, uh, you know, did a few other errands, bought some stuff that we like in champagne and brought it back. Nice. So I was very fortunate. She brought me back a lot of beer. And, uh, That's sweet. She's just the best. She's the best. Patty is she the is. best. And, and yeah, really. And my mom came over today, too, uh, to see Ellie and watch him for a little while while we did some errands, and she also brought me some triptych beer. <laughs> Dude, so you're really in just... It. Just everybody that goes to Champagne ever, if you ever visit me, please just bring Triptych. Even, <laughs> even just a four pack because I miss it so much. So yep. much. Mm. It's ridiculous. We should talk about off-road things. We should. You went on a hangover run. I went on the hangover run, which I guess if you're listening to this, it was either the episode before this or the two episodes before this. Steve and Meng described the hangover run. Well... My experience was slightly different than theirs. Uh, maybe not as much Ming's, but definitely Steve's. Steve eventually went and found Kirk. 
you know Kirk. I, I know, know Kirk, Kirk. But I don't know if everybody knows Kirk. He is the president of the 4 by Fools, a local Jeep, scratch that, off-road club in Champaign-Urbana and Savoy. I don't know, just kind of a Champaign County thing. Uh, I'm a member. It's a super cool group. Uh, we used to go four-wheeling pretty often. We actually had, like, legit meets. We would meet at places. We'd have, like, notes or not notes. What do you call them when you take the minutes? Oh, meeting minutes? minutes? Yeah. Yeah, like, it was the whole thing was, like, a pretty legit club. We did uh, charitable things. Just all in all, it was a really cool off-road club. Um, well, anyway, it's still going. Uh, I don't know exactly how strong it is. I know a lot of the members have moved away or aren't actively participating. But regardless, they also do a hangover run. So Kirk was there. Well, Steve disappears. No one knows where he went. Well, apparently he was just wheeling with Kirk. Uh, they did the Red Trail, I think. The big yep. one that goes all the way around Badlands. And while they were out getting lost, me and Vance were trying to fix his Jeep. It would not stand for low. So we were wheeling with Dave Hansen, and we ended up going to the hay barn so Vance could get under his Jeep and force it in. I think he got kicked it in, hammered it in, something. Well, it turned out the link was just... The linkage was just all kinds of boogered, bent, every which way, like, just mangled. Mm-hmm. So we keep wheeling. We can't find anybody. Like, no, there's, our group is pretty huge, and we can't find anybody in the group. So at this point, it's like lunchtime. We hang out in the quarry. We're just by ourselves. We watch some Broncos do some four-wheel drive stuff, which was kind of fun. Like some new, new Broncos? Broncos. There was oh, nice. a whole group of guys in new Broncos doing four-wheel drive stuff. And, uh... That was actually less fun than watching the whole group of guys in Suzuki Samurais doing four-wheel drive stuff. <laughs> that was actually hilarious. You know that little double bump in the quarry where you like everybody just does it. The first thing you do when you get to the quarry, it's like it right in the middle, right before the back wall, and you just like go up it and then you go up it. Yeah. It's you know what I'm talking. I don't know what else to call it. Ian like, got stuck on it going down when we were IFS on 33s in yeah, Silverados because it's, it's but like, it's just the thing you you just go up it. You just yeah. do everybody does. Well, this guy in this samurai on like 31-inch tractor tires. No, maybe they were side-by-side tires. I don't know. They, I think they were side-by-side tires. They were gnarly. He's airborne on the thing. He like hits it so oh hard God. that he like li- literally like oh gets air and lands, and it was just hilarious. It's amazing. We, uh, me and Vance are both not versed at all in <laughs> samurai, so we're not sure if they come solid front axle or not. Of course they do, but we didn't know that. So I go and ask one of the guys, like. Hey, did what? Did you do this? Or like, has and he's like, no, they just come that way from like this year to this year. And I was like, oh great. And uh, he tells me the guy's name. I wish I could remember now. I was just like, oh yeah, I saw that guy get air. And he he tells me his hilarious nickname. God, I wish I could remember it, but my memory is terrible. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, that's that's Goober or something. And I was like, oh, like he just says it, and it's like, oh yeah, that's all he does. He just goes and does dumb shit in his samurai. Either way, that's me. That's amazing. That was wonderful. So we sat there and ate lunch and watched people wheel because we couldn't find anybody. Then we go back to the cabin. Uh, I convince Vance that he should probably like actually fix his four-wheel drive linkage. So he gets under there and we get the we get it disconnected completely from the shifter and just force it in. And then the rest of the day, it wheels awesome. Is this on New Year's and Eve or New Year's Day? This is on the first. Yeah, this is on New okay. Year's Day. Yeah, I didn't I didn't make it there the day before. I wanted to spend New Year's Day with the wife. Yep. And actually, he did too. He showed up uh, that morning too. Oh, nice. Anyway, I rode with Vance if I hadn't made that obvious. He's got a TJ. I always forget the year range. I think it's the one newer than 95. That's a TJ. Like 96 to blank. Is that a TJ? Okay. I don't know exactly the year cutoff, but YJ is the one with the square headlights. And then if it's newer than that, it's TJ. 
So YJs are 87 to 95 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Okay, so anyway, yeah. I think it's a TJ. He's had it a long time. It's his go-to mm-hmm. wheeling rig. He's building some other stuff, but that's the one that always ends up making it to the trail. I ended up building him a long list of to-do uh, while I was riding with him. Like at the You're end, like, I texted it to him. Uh, it was like 15 is... items. <laughs> this is broken. This is busted. This is bent. This is that. This, that, and the other. And he's like, I'm not going to fix any of that. I was like, yeah, I know. But at least now he was like, that's the next. That's the last time you ride with me, Mike. He, he was starting to get mad. I feel like I, I eventually when I sent he's like, hey, quit picking apart my Jeep. I was like, well, it's broke. <laughs> I make <laughs> but it was wheeling purposely. Huh? But it was wheeling. It was wheeling, and even though it was grinding the transfer case all day long, eventually when we got it to stay in four low, it was good. But that was like halfway through the day. And but just in case, get... and just in case there's new listeners, why weren't you there in your rig? Ooh, my rig is indefinitely down, getting a roll cage put in it. Yeah, is the short. Well, we don't need to get into why, but yeah, it just <laughs> the bottom line cage. is I have a wheeling rig that is at a shop getting a roll cage put in but for a long time i have a wheeling rig guys i swear it's definitely real but instead i just (laughs) but see that's the thing if you have a wheeling rig and you go ride shoddy you're like not a mooch you're just like a fellow wheeler but if you don't have a wheeling rig and you just always ride shoddy it's like dude you're always riding along you need to get your ass a rig that's right matt hayes but nobody can say it to me like i have one it's more (laughs) capable than yours i say that as i eat popcorn and ride in their rig and they're like damn it's harsh, <laughs> i'm like yeah i could outwheel you i'm not going to but you know i could Ooh, i could <laughs> <laughs> i'd never say that to somebody else right that'd be so mean <laughs> hopefully not in those like, words when we fail and we're like on our lid i'm like i could have made it <laughs> <laughs> you should have just had a 94 chevy with a solid axle swap and shortened wheelbase and 38s yep if you'd only had that <coughs> But ah. I just only had that, had that, and had it built especially good. Yeah. So did you get, end up finding the people that were at the hangover hmm. run? How did we end up finding people? All right. So we get done. We, we went back to the cabin. We get it to stay in four low, which is the whole goal. I think we had a poop and a couple of beers. Nice. Except for, of course, we didn't. We had soda pop. Because you, we had be- you had beers. You were driving. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I did. We go back out. We run into Josh Anderson. Or maybe that was on the way out we ran into Josh Anderson. I don't know. My memory's fuzzy, and it was two weeks ago. So anyway. And you were drinking. And I was drinking. So anyway, <laughs> eventually, I feel like they came back to the cabin. Like, we went out. We didn't find anybody. Or maybe we found a couple people. We tried to go to Old Red to the V-Notch. We watched some people fail to go up that because it was super wet that day. So, yeah, like, we watched one pretty capable rig struggle up it, and every other rig fail. Like, nobody could get up that thing. Apparently, Steve walked it, but we weren't there then, so we didn't see it, but I believe sure, it. Sure, Steve. No, I believe it, too. Other people saw it, too, unfortunately. <laughs> um, we ended up going out later, because it, I guess if you stay at a cabin, your wheeling hours are extended. Hmm, well, Vance wasn't actually staying at the cabin where I was. I was like, fuck it, I'll... I'll hang out with you guys, wheel, and then I'll stay that night, and then we'll just go home in the morning. Great, right? It'd be fun. We'll all hang out and have a good time, get drunk. Um, so I drove Vance's rig and night wheeled it. Oh, sweet. We went out at like 5 o'clock, and then we wheeled till 7. That's cool. We got kind of lost. It was dark. We ended up having to use Maprika to get out because it was so dark and no one knew where <laughs> we were. We were just like, the main road's got to be around here somewhere. Eventually, oh, we found funny. it. It didn't take that long, but I had I was like, oh, good thing I'd already downloaded the Badlands map. Right. That's a nice uh, uh, 
app to have at the Badlands that, that it actually works. I mean, you're off like a little bit in some areas, but when you have like a map of the park and you yeah. can see where you're at on it, it's pretty sweet. It was close enough that all we did was drive in a direction until we ran into the main road and then we got out just before close. So nice. that was nice. No what one was there you, either. What happens like, if you don't get out before close? In fact, actually, so I heard from Steve and Kyle that there was like you get charged or something like that, but I don't remember exactly. Curious if you know. Like I feel like the gate is closed, but it's not locked. But when we left, it was just before seven, and I feel like, like leaving the park, like where the person's usually standing, that was just open. Mm-hmm. But when you got yeah. to like, like halfway between the campground and the site, you know, there's a gate. Yeah. That gate was closed on the side that you would come in on, like on the right side oh, of the road. Okay. The other side was empty, and it said like no trespassing. It was yeah. just open, so we just drove out and drove back to the cabin, and everything was fine. But I have yeah, actually sure. never been in there past close to find out what happens, like what they charge you or, or what happens. They probably don't keep track of it that closely. It's more of a liability thing. Like if you get caught after, if you get in trouble after hours, they're like not liable. They're even less liable than if you get in trouble during normal hours. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they probably, if you if we read the fine print, it probably says something like, if you're here past when we close, then you're trespassing, in which case... Yeah, exactly. You're arrested. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Whatever the case, there was no one around. Like, it seemed like the place was closed, but it's just odd that, you know, we left and it's just like a ghost town. We're like, should yeah. there be, like, at least one person working since we're still out here? I don't know. <laughs> Didn't seem like it, but whatever. We made it. Nice. We had a bunch of beers. We had a good time. Sweet. It was uh, Sounds overall, like a good time. just a really nice day. I miss I miss the Badlands. I never thought I'd say that, but like hearing talk about like, oh, we were just in the quarry, like watching people screw around. Like I miss I miss being able to just like park it and just watch people like play around and sometimes destroy their shit um, in like a, you know, 270 degree view. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a gem kinda- of Indiana. I'm very lucky to live very close to the Badlands. I'm like half, I'm less than a half an hour away at this point. If only I had a wheeling rig, I'd just go there like on my lunch break or like on a random Saturday or Sunday. I'd be like, "Hey, family, do you want to just go wheel for a couple hours? Because it'd be so easy." <laughs> yeah, just drive snow day there. It would take longer to load it and unload it than it would to drive it there. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah and, and then speaking if, of if snow day, really, if you really got stuck there, you could just walk home. <laughs> I could just walk home. It'd take like four hours, but you could just walk or home. Or I'd just call an Uber. It wouldn't even be that expensive. Or yeah, a 25 minute ride. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> speaking so, of snow day. Speaking of snow day, snow day might be getting an upgrade. Oh, yeah? What kind of upgrade? The only upgrade it needs. I always tell people, at least a new as driver? a recent. Ooh. Ooh. Driver mod. <laughs> yep. Just kidding. I'm getting a. What's that? What's that thing you get uh, put in your brain where you know everything instantly that uh, Elon's coming out with? You know about it. I can't talk about it. <laughs> but you, but whatever it's called, people know what it's called. I just can't think of what it's called. We were just talking about it yesterday. I don't know. Where you put the you put the wires in your brain and you know everything instantly, like it connects your brain to the internet or something. I don't know. I don't about know. This, anyway, actually. whatever that thing is, I can't remember what it's called. I'm uh, getting that to be a driver the, mod. The just driver chip. kidding. What I'm actually doing is I'm fixing the weakest link. Everyone Which always is says the front axle always says it is the front axle. They're always like, "Oh yeah, this is a mic over here. This is one ton." I'm like, uh, "Well, technically, it's not one ton swapped." Everyone's like, <laughs> "Actually, what do you mean? 
actually, yeah, there was like, well, it's all it's one ton. So I'm like, no, it's eight lug. But that for an axle is the 44. And they're like, oh, less cool rig, bro. Laboo. <laughs> but I just so happen to have a buddy whose wife told me I get dibs. And uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna put a 7960 under it as soon as he gets it out of there. I mean, I'm not yeah. actually going to. I'm going to like obtain the axle, and then it's going to sit in my shop for years. But eventually... But it's a pretty. Eventually. I mean, it's that that axle would pretty much bolt in. I mean, you need like a new high steer arm, and you might need to adjust your drag link and like new U joint on your front drive shaft, and then bam, that and done. and I'll need to regear one of the two axles because it's five thirteen and I'm four ten. Ah, I know that I should go five thirteen, but also uh, that's the if easier, I drive it on the highway. That's the easier axle to regear to. It is the, yeah, everything about it is better if I do the rear, except for if I drive it on the highway. Five thirteens <laughs> and a two point five third gear. I already Wait, turned three thousand and seventy. Isn't it a one to one third gear? I'm, I'm sorry, two point five is first gear. I'm dumb. I've been drinking. It's yeah. It's what one point? No, it's, it's two point five one point five one. Yeah. Yeah, on a turbo 400. So yeah, it'll be one to one with five thirteens. If I already turned three thousand a seventy, thirty six. What is going from four ten to five thirteen to? Huh? It's t- it's twenty percent more roughly, right? So twenty percent more. Three thousand times point two is six hundred, so thirty six hundred ish. Thirty six hundred RPM on a TBI three fifty. That sounds like a really bad day. That is a lot. <laughs> it's a really bad day. I mean, not granted, I don't drive it on the interstate that much, but I do drive it on the interstate. You could probably find a set of 410s that used 410s for a Dana 60 for cheap. The thing that sucks is like, I know that the 513s will be better off road, just for everything, right? They'll just be better. There's no doubt about it. They'll mm-hmm. better low speed control, which is about the only thing I complain about. But. <sighs> well, what I was going to say is if you found a set of 410s used, swapped them in the Dana 60, that is a lot more work than the 14 bolt, which you could regear in about two hours, probably. Yep. Um, then you could put a doubler in it someday and get that low speed control off road and still have not 7 million RPM on the highway. The other thing that sucks because it'd be so easy to do, but also so much work is that you could just bolt in a 4L8, like a 1994 4L80E and get the computer for it. And it would just be like a stock, like bolt in. Mm-hmm. Oh, because those you know have like I mean? a standalone computer for them, don't they? Well, no, it's not even that it needs a standalone computer. It's that I would just get the computer for a TBI 350 and a 4L80E and oh, just put yeah. it in and you're done because it's just a stock engine. You just go, boop. Is that just, is, the computer is, is literally the prom chip. Is the, is the 4L80 the same from 94 to like 97 or whatever when they changed it and it's just a different you know, computer? I'm not sure. I'm okay. not sure what the year... I know like 60s they always talk about them because it's like so common to be like, what year will this fit? What year will this fit? But the 80s, I'm really not sure what the, the like, what's the one year transmission? You know, like the 60E is a one year in 95 or something. Like, yeah. And I think the 93, 94 is the same. But like, as far as 80, I just don't know. I've just never been in that boat before. I've never had an 80 in anything except for, well, I guess, old Clackety. And now. Uh, but that was a new 80. Newer. Uh, 99. So. Yeah, it was the same. Same gen as what's in my truck because 98 okay. to 2000, whenever they got rid of it. 
Oh damn! So they they didn't fuck with it after that. I think ninety seven was a change, and then I think technically they changed something in two thousand when they started putting in GMT eight hundreds to add the top bolt to the bell housing. But oh right, the middle one that just was silly they never had in the first place. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I think I want to say that yeah, I'm not sure. So they're all really strong. And the one, two, and three gears would be basically the same as a Turbo 400. You just get a 0.78 to one overdrive, which would be nice. Would make a difference. In fact, in fact, that's 20% less than one to one. So you would basically just be at 3,000 if you kept your 513s. Same same RPMs on the highway. Or put 40s on it and be even lower. Boom. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, right. Yeah, you just My spent tires like are so expensive. dollars Mike. <laughs> Thousands and thousands of dollars to get forty inch yeah. whatever they are uh Baja Pro XS. What are they probably a thousand dollars each? I don't think they're that expensive. I bet they're close. Well, I don't know. Yeah, tires went up in price since I've last bought. 40s. They went up so much. Because when did I buy I must have bought them in like twenty twenty or something. There must be a reason that I was able to fairly easily buy Baja Pro XS. I feel like they were like five hundred bucks a piece when I bought them or something. The forties are six seven six ninety two right now at four wheel parts. Oh really? Oh, yeah. well, so, I, I mean, it was it's not be. cheap, but it's not. No, no. Terrible. But I was assuming it would be way more than that. I'm curious what the Baja bosses have gone up to. Five eighty nine. Hmm. Does anybody know what way the forty twos are going to cost? Are those out yet? No. You really gonna go up to forty twos? Forties are so they forties are perfect for your truck. You don't need forty twos. You really want, need that extra inch of clearance. I want forty twos. I mean, want and need are two different things, Eric. Yeah, but why? Why wouldn't I? What's the downside? Let's let's talk about the downside. Clearance, fender clearance. I have I, a sawzall, right? I have a sawzall. So okay, so here's the thing: when I shorten the bed. I messed up, but it turned into a happy accident because now I have like the biggest wheel well in the back ever. Oh yeah, it's like I can fit a forty-three or forty-four without rubbing. Um, the front, if I push the axle forward one inch, then the back of the forty-two will still be in the same spot, and then I just trim the shit out of the bumper and like the and your departure or your approach angle will be better too. Oh my god, I'd have like an eighty-five degree approach angle. It'd be fantastic because not only do you get the inch of tire, but you get the inch of axle. Yeah, it'd be yeah. So amazing. It'd be dope. It would be dope. Um, you know, I love I'd, my wheelbase, but man, it would be nice to have that front axle just a little further forward. That's hard to do with leaf springs, though. With links, you could just do it. With leaf yeah. springs, what do you do? I think you I would. The... I think I would do because on the passenger side, I have a aftermarket um, spring perch, mm-hmm. so I can move that one to the back hole, which would move the axle forward an inch. And oh, you're already just... in the center hole. Yeah, I'm in the center hole. So I'd probably, and then uh, I would just like weld on a plate that already has a hole that's offset to the yep. um, other side. No, that makes perfect sense. Or just use a, an easy inch. Um, what do they call those things? Zero rate? No, the, yeah, zero rate. Zero no, rate. that makes perfect sense. And actually, I wish I had that option, but I've already pushed my axle to the, the back hole. So I can't I don't uh, have that option anymore. That would be nice, you, though. I would love. To move that the other, axle forward. The just other the option bit. is custom springs that just have the hole forward. Oh, just more. the holes offset. Mm-hmm. The hole is like the center leaf spring is further forward. Like yep. an XJ. Is, aren't XJ rear leaves like that? Is There's like a few leaves. Leaf I think Ford did that for a while where it was was the whole the centering pin hole wasn't perfectly centered. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a 47 that has an offset. 
No, not as far as I know. Another thing you could do, I don't know if you have much room on your front brackets, but if you found like another application leaf spring that was like a 48 or 9 or something like that, you could try and redrill your front mounting hole. I think I'm already pretty far forward because we already, when we did the swap, we redrilled it to move the axle forward. Oh, so okay. like, I'm not <laughs> sure that we could go any further forward. I gotcha, I gotcha. Without redoing the brackets, and I just don't want to go through all that. Oh, that'd be a lot of work. Be oh yeah, because the rear brackets probably have to move too, unless the springs were longer. Oh, actually, were you thinking the same thing I was? Fifty twos, fifty twos, and move the front, just completely move the front hanger forward. Know, depend depending on what your shackle angle is, you could probably get away with a little bit longer spring. So like, yeah. even though you're adding five inch longer spring, you might only have to move your front. You have to do some math, but it might yeah, really yeah, work yeah. Out I see okay. what you're saying. It would be nice to not have to fuck with the rear ones because those things are burned in. And yeah, huge. You know, like and it's huge. not like an easy feat. Yeah, yeah. If I ever have to redo on my truck the rear, the shackle mount on the front leaf springs, it's getting links. There's no way. <laughs> the issue, though, I feel like it, I feel like I'd almost be creating more problems because the whole issue, like the only reason I would want to move the axle forward, is because what I get into is the spring purge. Like right. literally, the front spring purge is what will like contact a wall. As I'm about to crawl or a rock or something, like the whole idea would be to move the axle forward of that so the tire contacts before the spring perch does. But if I move the whole spring perch forward, then womp womp. Yeah, you kind so fifty twos wouldn't really fix anything. It just give me more flex, and I don't really need more flex. It might make it worse. Yeah, it might yeah. actually make it worse because yeah. it'd be sticking in front of the frame rail. The only other, the one thing I would say is that fifty twos typically have a little bit more arch than forty sevens. Like yours are probably like flat. At right oh, they're right. actually. Inverted. What do you call the opposite of arched? uh inverted they're inverted yeah they're actually like upside down they're they're for any faces so a 52 if you're going to redo the front spring you'd want to the front spring mount you'd want to move it up also because they have like they would sit flat or slightly arched in the proper direction at right height so you'd get a little bit more to be taller fuck that well no you would raise the perch up I guess it'd be a lot Maybe. more work. To, yeah, it would be a lot of work. Yeah. I'm just not gonna do it. Just the, do the it. real solution is just do a bigger tire because then it just gives you a better approach angle. Or just stack easy inches. Oh my god! <laughs> do, 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 like a staircase of zero. So rates. I, so it totally works, but it's also very terrible. And I have a, what do you call it? The Carolina squat. Oh. <laughs> because I'm just super high in the front. Yep. Actually, so I made. I don't think I used it as an, a zero rate, but I made a custom zero rate that was longer a long time ago. Really? To add to add extra, it was basically a block that bolted into the pack because I was yeah, like, yeah. I want, but I it was made of spring blocks, steel. But I needed like was a two it inches. made of spring steel, Derek? It was made of aluminum, um, mm, but I wasn't I using it as an offset, so it was just a, a block. It was solid aluminum, okay. built it okay. as it were. No, that's legit. Um, it was legit, but I was thinking about it while I was doing it, and I was like, if I I drilled three holes so that I could move it forward and backwards have if options. I needed to. But you could have a shop machine you a zero rate that has that's a longer. It has to be longer, and B has more than one inch of offset from the centering pin. Yeah, and still only one inch thick, so it doesn't raise the front. You know what I'm saying? I had zero rates. Actually, funny enough. <laughs> This happened a few years ago. You probably remember it. So Snow Day had zero rates in all four corners. Mm-hmm. And, and not only, 
like was that making the truck taller but also it was correcting for centering the wheels like it was moving the the rear wheel or the rear axle in the center of the wheel well and the front axle is moving forward because you had well, a i wanted to take them out the because huh because you had a shackle flip in the rear yes yeah and i wanted to take them out to lower the truck an inch right no big deal right except for now the axles would move and i wanted them to stay in the same place so i had to re-drill all the everything in order to put the pin in the right place which i did and somehow lowering it an inch also fucked the steering and i needed a new pitman arm like it ended up being way 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 more work than i expected because i was like it's an inch who cares no i had to get two new shocks i had to move like the rear ones (laughs) to the front by new ones for the rear like an inch you're like this can't be that big a deal it was it was yeah so anyway it's fine now but i'm maxed out as far as how far forward i can go with the front axle Oh, so yes, I see. a custom zero rate would be the only way, and it would lift the truck. Oh, you so you don't have a zero rate right now at all. I took them out so I could get the truck as low as possible. Got it. Okay, okay. Because the body lift, you know, makes well, you know, you know that body lift life it makes your truck kind of tall. It does. One of my regrets, although having a having a body lift is phenomenal for everything like working clearance. on it and stuff oh my god the fact that i yeah. can have a winch hidden is because of the body yeah. lift. probably you too right i think me too I, I might have been able to get away with like a one and a half inch body lift and stuff the winch in there but not no way with his with no body lift dude my winch um, is that like is, touching the core support like if it was even like a half an inch shorter it wouldn't fit in there well mine's not mounted to like i didn't have a cross member between my spring perches like you did uh, so like i could adjust the height of the winch plate it would have just lowered the winch as it mounts on the bumper lucky but i think with uh, having no body lift would probably be annoying for many things so um i don't like the three inch but a one and a half or something like their hockey pucks to make it a one inch would probably have been nice to have just to work on stuff Um, no i totally get it and the the body lift really is not bad i complain but it it does it increases clearance in so many ways like there's so many things that are easier because of it Right. And I replaced all the body mounts recently, so like the cab is nice and tight, so like it doesn't have any flex. It used to have so much flex, it would pop out of a, it'd pop low. out of gear, it'd pop yeah. out of four low, it just pop out of everything. And I redid all the body mounts and the linkages, and now everything's nice and tight. That's sweet. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, so anyway, snow day, a truck I don't have, but will someday. Nice. And you'll have a when you have this new axle, you'll have to read drill all the crazy things to keep it forward too won't you ah you know what i don't feel like i messed with the axle i feel like it's all in the like spring it's got to be in the springs right it's got to be in the perches so then i'm wondering if you could also do what i plan to do and just drill a new hole on the perches on the axle when you get this dana 60 you say on the axle but one of them is cast in the housing there's no way to like re-drill that right you can drill behind it. There's a little. I bit just of kind meat. of figured that hole would be like too far back, and at that point, you'd be drilling into air. You'd you'd. Uh, I don't. You I know think what I'm saying? Have, right, I say meat, that right. But you'd want to. You, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. You'd still want to have like. You'd want to weld like a plate. Oh, you know what I have right now? I fi- I remember how I fixed it. I used ORDs. <sighs> what are they? It's like a plate. It, it's like a zero rate, but it's a plate. It's, it's much thin. thinner. Yeah. And like it has like a it's like, like a quarter a, inch axle relocation thing. Axle relocation brackets. It's like a zero rate but thinner. I ended up using two of them because it turned out the truck actually sat a little bit lower on one side than the other. Oh nice. 
And so I stacked two just on one side. The other side had an aftermarket spring perch, and that one I was able to re-drill. And with their powers combined, it both <laughs> moved the axle forward the amount I needed and nice. leveled the truck out. With their powers combined. <laughs> it was it was kind of magical when I bought them. Like, it was a pair, and I was like, oh, I'll just use both these on one side. It's amazing. bolted them together, and it just fixed everything. Sweet. Well, one then you can shot. just do that on the Dana 60, probably. I'll probably just do the exact same thing on the 60, because nice. it bolts on the same way, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it'll just, the thing that's going to be so nice about a 60 is the reason that I worry about driving snow day places is because the 44 is the most likely thing to break. Like you're on the trail, what's going to break? It's always the 44, or at least it always has been. Now that it's all chrome mollies, it's been good. But 60 with chrome mollies will give me that extra peace of mind to be like, fuck it, drive it. Are you, so I know the 60 you're talking about, um, two questions one it has 35 spline outers right he's I know got, it's got Yukon Yukon. hardcore lockouts yeah I, I would i don't think he would have done those lockouts without putting 35 spline stubs in so that's super strong second question it's high steer are you going to keep the high steer probably not right why wouldn't i keep the high steer he's got plated knuckles yeah i mean strength wise his truck's heavier than yours so it'll yep. be fine under yours. Do you have clearance, do you think? I don't know. Frame I mean, clearance. he had Leaf Springs too. Yeah, but it's a different truck. Yeah, but like, what's the clearance issue? We should have him on the podcast. Maybe we'll do we that next week. He said he would be on the podcast. He said he had Let's... lots of... Actually, you, you and him should do a podcast together. I'm not saying who it is because I don't know if he wants to... We'll talk to him. I'll put yeah, it on the notes. Yeah, I don't know. I just haven't said because like... I don't want people to go try to scout my 60. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were talking about it last time I saw him and Stephanie. Oh, shit. It's his wife's name. Huh? <laughs> you want me to put in a bleep? She was like, Mike, that it's time? yours. I was like, okay, I'm holding you to that. I'm going to put in You're a You're going to omit that. Just a whack. You don't have to. No, we've, we already talked about it. We. I mean, you already told that everybody. Fine, yeah, but... every, yeah, it's fine. It's growy. It's growy. <laughs> this truck is yes, very I've been hounding about for years, and he shot me a price, and I was like, "Yes, let's do that." The second that you pull it out, let me know, and I will have money, and I will come get it. Ooh, I can't wait to hear what the price is, but we're definitely not going to say that on the podcast. Oh, definitely not going to talk about that. Um. Okay. But anyway, sweet. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see Snow Day with a cage and a sixty. You're going to be so fucking hardcore and forties. Shit, when my 38s wear out, which will be like 17 years from now because I drive it a thousand miles a year. I was going to say, I might have a set of cheap 40s for you soon, but the shipping alone would not make that work. So, Are they a Baja Pro XS? They're a Baja Pro Boss. Psh. 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 Oh, psh me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll psh you all day, son, because <laughs> Snow Day will walk all over you. Not when I have 42 inch. Baja bosses. <laughs> Dude, I people are always like, Snow Day is so capable. I'm like, well, it didn't used to be when it had freaking them patties on there. Them patty, yeah, no shit. The <laughs> Baja like, Pro are, It's like a cheater. Like, yeah, it's a cheating tire. It's a it's, it's a cheat. Like people are like, man, your truck's so capable. I'm like, no, I just put really good tires on it and it just made the truck better. <laughs> yeah. Patagonia's compared to Baja bosses are all terrains. Or Baja yeah, I mean, that's true. Ba- bosses I mean. would be good. But if I was gonna man, if I was gonna step up. I don't. I'd almost have to stay. I, well, I'd have to stay with the Mickey, but I, I'd want more Pro XSs. 
No, I mean, so you don't good. drive snow day like across the country. Like if you're going to go on a long wheeling trip, you would trailer. They don't want so bosses. Definitely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying that you might drive it a lot more without trailering it if you have a Dana 60? <sighs> if I was driving cross country, I would still trailer it. But okay. if I'm driving like two, I would say two, three hours max, I would consider driving it. Oh, nice. Which um, I mean is not super far for me. There's no parks within two or three hours. Yeah, I was gonna say it's still Badlands only. <laughs> yeah, maybe Haspen. Maybe. Which you'd want? Haspen. You'd want Pro XSs anyway for Haspen. Oh my god, I'd want boggers. I mean, I feel like Pro XSs—they're kind of boggers. Pretty much boggers, yeah. <laughs> they're rock boggers, as they're, we say. They're rock boggers, but they're also pretty good in the mud. I yeah, I imagine they would be. I haven't really had it in a lot of mud, but because I try to avoid it at all costs. But yes, they would do well. Yep. Sweet. God, this good. Anyway, so we good. need to move on. We've been talking about Snow Day too. This is good. Yeah, this is turning into the Mickey Thompson uh, off-road podcast. <laughs> the total Mickey Thompson podcast. The total Mickey Thompson podcast. Uh, we just love. What you so been much. up to, man? I have been prepping my truck for the biggest off-road event in the country period ever oh, maybe I don't dang know. what is the biggest off-road event in the country it's, it's the king of the hammers the king um, of the hammers yeah it's well it's king of hammers king of is hammers, it like king. i'm the king of the world i'm the king of the hammers <laughs> i'm the king of the hammers <laughs> um <laughs> anyway uh i guess if you live under a rock um king of the hammers is that's the biggest off-road event in the country. Okay, I think hold on. You said you're prepping your truck for it. You mean to say that you're going to enter? No, 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 no. All right. I'm very sorry. That was misleading. Just saying, the way you said it, I want to right. make sure we're clear what's going on here. I will be attending KOH. Um, and not even for the full week, because I know it starts like... it's It basically spans two weekends, but the big race is the Saturday of the second weekend. So I will be getting there Friday night. Um, I have a couple days off work that I can take driving down friday um with a buddy we'll get there friday night hopefully do like a night run with the wheeling wine and whiskey guys um saturday don't expect to wheel at all in fact i would like to watch some of the race but i a lot of it's hard to get around apparently when the race is going on understandably so saturday is just a hangout day and then i'm staying sunday and leaving monday morning for two reasons one i hear that the traffic getting out of hammertown on sunday is bananas like could take hours and and then i can wheel that day so leave monday don't deal with all the crazy traffic except for maybe like in cities as i'm driving home but yeah should be a good time I'm glad that you were just talking right now for a while because I realized that my shitty 2015 laptop was about to die and I had to like stretch oh. the charge cord across the room to plug it in. Yeah, you were just like moving around and bopping and grooving. I was like, oh, I'll just keep talking. I saw the battery bar was like flashing. I was like, oh God. <laughs> we almost lost uh, Sorry, my, but anyway. But we didn't. But so it, that's going to be fine. exciting. Um, it was kind of a spur of the moment decision. I mean, two weeks ago at least um but i'm excited to check it out it'll be a good like taste of it um supposedly this year i think last year was like eighty thousand people oh my god supposedly this year they're expecting like six figures like a hundred thousand plus people so i i don't even know what to expect i didn't realize I know it's gonna you be could bananas. go to king of hammers i'm sure it will i didn't realize you could go there and just wheel i thought you were either there to spectate to participate and that was it i didn't know there was just like you can just go like tool around is that it's a thing there's like yeah i mean when they're not available or oh yeah there's so the the track itself 
I mean, meanders through different trails. There's a, there's a bunch of different trails. There's like a desert valley. It's not desert valley. There's a valley in the desert in in Johnson Valley. And then there's like mountains on one side and mountains on the other and then there's mountains all over outside of that too, I'm guessing. I don't I don't know. I'm not an expert on it, but but there's trails up and down all of those mountain ranges. And they're they're not like huge mountains, but like they're they're mountains, small mountains. And so you so- like you can go on. You can certainly go on the trails that aren't part of the course. I'm sure they close the trails that are part of the course at certain times of the day for practice and when there's other races going on. Um, but obviously, when the actual race is going, like you're gonna have a hard time even just getting around the desert because there there's a loop, right? And you're in, Hammertown's inside the loop, so you can't really leave the loop. So during the race, you can't. I don't think you can really wheel. Um, but when they're not racing, they open up the trails for people, so you can wheel. Oh shit! I'm losing you, Derek. Oh no! You're getting fuzzy. Well, as long as the are you still saying things. Through. Oh, you can't hear me. Shit. No, now I can hear that's... you. The, for a second, like the, both your audio and the screen got really fuzzy. Oh, that's weird. I wonder if it's me. I do have fiber internet. I would assume it's not that. I, sometimes it just gets but I could slow. Be wrong. Um. Yeah. So I think we're good. There is wheeling. There is wheeling, um, just certain times that you cannot wheel. So you're gonna yeah. drive the truck there. You're gonna camp with your buddy, and you're then he's gonna ride with you because he's not he doesn't have a, a trail rig so to speak. Right. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, he's gonna come down. We'll carpool down together, and then wheel, check out the shenanigans, do some more wheeling, and then drive back Monday. You should have a total off-road podcast, like one shield banner and shirt on at all times, just to see how many people are like, "Hey, that's Derek." <laughs> I well, will you already have your at uh, least have the shirt on. I was gonna say you already have your uh, what's the thing that you went on the ultimate, ultimate adventure. adventure. You have those decals, right? Yes, I still? do have that. Yeah, I have people that will probably be more likely still. to recognize you from that than the total off-road podcast, right? If they listen to the Total Offroad podcast, they know that I went on Ultimate Adventure. So it kind of covers both. That's true. Either way, you're an off-road celebrity, and I feel like people are going to flock to you and be like teenage girls. Like, ah, it's Derek. <laughs> sign this. Sign my chest. Sign my everything. Ladies, you can ask me to sign your chest. Men, you can also ask me to sign your chest. <laughs> Ooh, do you think that you're a Holly Fowler status where you can sign people's no. foreheads? No. Is that what I was no. saying that one time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was the name of you the think podcast. You're like Do you think you're that high up in the off-road world that you can ask people like you're like they're like sign my yearbook. You're like no, I'm going to sign your forehead, bitch. Sign your forehead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might just I'll just bring a permanent marker with me and just when people come up to me and they're like, "Hey, are you Derek?" I'm like, "Signed forehead. You're welcome." <laughs> you don't even, <laughs> I don't even have a chance to hey, are like, you Derek? What are you doing? It's like, "Yes, I will sign your forehead." They're just so confused because I'm mid-signing their forehead. They're like, what the fuck is happening? And then it's done. And I'm like, you're welcome. And bye. you're just like, you've been derecked. You've been d- <laughs> derecked. <laughs> sorry. Oh, this is going off oh, the this rails. Is, this, is getting, this is going off the rails. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back. shenanigans in the Patreon. So I've been prepping my truck for that. I mean, it's not... Well, some of the trails are pretty hardcore out there. So I'll probably do... It sounds like we're doing Turkey Claw, which I don't know how hardcore that is, but the Wheeling Wine and Whiskey guys said that it's totally doable at night even. And then I don't know what I'll do on Sunday. Um, Probably a a pretty tough trail. Um, But one of the things that I... 
have wanted to do since I've been out here in California is snow wheel. And a long time ago, like two years ago, there's a guy on Instagram, I think it's S-N-O-T-A-C-O, Snow Taco, who has like a a Tacoma, um, unsurprisingly, that is on, I want to say like 33s or something like that. Um, But he does a lot of snow wheeling. Used to be. Um, He does a lot of snow wheeling and he doesn't have beadlocks and he runs low single digit PSI. And he did it by running gorilla tape safety beads that he kind of did himself. You're so saying this guy's out running around and tell me it's IFS too, please, because that's the icing on the it cake. Is. You're it's serious? It's 100 IFS. I don't know what tire size is. I'm it's look an it IFS. Right hold on, hold on. Let me recap real quick because I'm getting a little, I'm a little thrown off here. You're telling me there's a guy out there. He's driving a Tacoma, an IFS Tacoma, an IFS Tacoma on 33s running single digit PSI. And, and and that's this thing, and it and it works. Okay, I'm way that off. Sounds like, that sounds like. Okay, because at first I was like, this is just like any asshole at all that buys a Tacoma, except for the like single digit PSI. But they're but but it is IFS. It is IFS. Wow. Okay. I mean, I I see it. I believe you. But okay. The other thing that I'm a little confused about is when we talk about snow wheeling, us like from the Midwest. We're like, it has snowed. We are wheeling. But snow right. wheeling is a whole different ballgame. Right. Correct. Correct. And so I want to do it. What what actually are you like you're just on top of snow? There's it's snowed so much it's compacted and you are wheeling literally on snow, not on mud that happens to have snow. Correct. Just snow. Just snow. And ideally you don't dig down to the hard surface below the snow. You stay, you float so on top of it. And I have an 8,000 pound truck, so I need to go very low on the PSIs to Maybe float. two. I'm thinking like two or three, honestly. I throw a couple <laughs> of hand warmers in the tire and then we see it real quick just to keep it like at two. <laughs> Combina- combination, uh, <laughs> combination, uh, balance media and hand warm and, and tire warmers. Yeah, tire warmers. Nice. Um, hey, actually, bonus hand warmers, aka tire warmers, double as balance media. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> perfect. Awesome. One Love time, you, only only heats the tire once though. You just have to keep adding them every time you go. I think snow those wheeling. things last like for like fourteen, fifteen hours, don't they? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I Maybe just mean like the next day. day you, but the next day you'd have to. Yeah, next day have you, you yeah. only have to dismount all your tires and pull all those out and put new ones in. And retorque the beadlocks every single time, every single it's day. It's only like eight to ten hours of work every day. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I so spoiler alert. I did redo my beadlocks um and oh, yeah, uh, so I, I pulled the tires off added you can look up snow taco on instagram he's got kind of a little how-to but i think it's a couple years old so you have to scroll back but basically you take the tires off um at the safety bead you do like a few wraps of gorilla tape like with the edge of it right on top of the safety bead and then you do another layer of gorilla tape on the inside and the outside to make the tire like slide over it nicely without you know, peeling it off. And that's apparently enough to like hold the tire way stronger um, without burping air at I'll really low PSI. I'll bet those suck to dismount. We're going to see <laughs> at some like, point. I mean, you future. use a bead breaker, but bead breakers are even sometimes hard on like some, like if you ever, you've probably never done this, but uh, run flat tires. Mm-hmm. To break the bead on a run flat tire because the bead is insanely tall. 
It takes like every bit. Like if you're not using a machine really made for it, it's like struggling its ass off to even just break a bead with zero PSI. So I can't imagine yeah. how difficult that's going to be. But I imagine it probably sucks. I had a like hell going of a on, time. Cool. Use some lube going off. I'm not sure what you do. Yeah, going on, I could tell when they snapped into place, it was like, ding, and I was like, yeah. oh my God, like it's yeah. definitely going to hold better. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get them off because getting, even though the safety bead on the race line is, is not that tall and I've burped air off road before. Same. Um, it, the, the safety bead, uh, it like goes up and then stays up. So when you try and like break that tire down past it, like it doesn't like just slide past it. Like, I don't know. I had to like, it doesn't check. have a drop center like you would expect, or the drop center's well, the drop center's on the top. The drop center's but. there, but like it doesn't drop off right behind the safety bead like a cast wheel would. Let's put it that way. It just stays straight for a while. Yeah, it just stays straight for a while. And so that's Weird. that that made it kind of hard to get the inner bead off completely. But it did. It just it was not easy, and so I'm like, I don't know what I'll do. But uh it is what it is. It's there now. <laughs> Hopefully it works great. I'd be I'll interested just have to, to see the, after you wheel for a while. Off. Just never take them off. Just get just new race lines. No, no, just leave them on there until the tires are bald, and then just cut the tire off. <laughs> just cut the tire off. Wait, wait till the belts are showing. Like, this tire is worth zero dollars and zero cents. So I'll just cut it off I mean, with a die grinder. Yeah, exactly. With an angle grinder and just get in there. It's not like they're bald, um, stickies, and actually worth more. Right. Um, all right. So pull the tires off. Um, thought I would be clever and went down this long ass rabbit hole thanks to you Mike oh shit um, of I was just gonna like take my brand new beadlock uh, hardware paint the heads <laughs> oh, I forgot black about this. <laughs> paint the heads black cause like I just wanted uh, to see what the race lines look like with black beadlock bolts oh god and then go from there um but I decided to after Mike recommended something I'm about to get scolded uh, He's about to get scolded. Uh, <laughs> do gun bluing on the um, beadlock heads or beadlock bolt heads? I'm sorry. So I took just my brand new beadlock. Took my brand, huh? I said just the bolts, not just the heads. You do the whole thing. It's fine. Well, I did it anyway. Please heads. continue. Yeah, yeah. So I bought it's fine new race line hardware, um, and gun bluing fluid, whatever it's called. Um, just, which yeah, for those interested in the is. yeah it's a cold black oxide coat basically and so um and then muriatic acid so i took the acid i stripped the zinc plating off of the beadlock bolt heads which take which is great it takes like 10 seconds it's really strong um and then the part that sucked and i just learned through doing all of this is that you have to like neutralize the acid with water and you've removed the plating, so once the, as the water's drying, they rust. <laughs> yep. So I like stripped the coat, then had to rinse them, then I let them sit, and I did all 128 of them, or however many it is. <laughs> and they were all oh. rusty, so then I dipped them back. I poured more muriatic acid in, dipped them back in it, Just and then a like vinegar next time, water, and then compressed air, and then let them sit. And then they still rusted. <laughs> so then I just did, I was like, all right, acid, water, compressed air, gun blowing, water, oil, done. 
And then except for instead of boiling, you're supposed to dip them in oil so that they soak in the oil and that keeps them from rusting. That's what I said. I think I said that. No, that's what I did though. Okay. Swing sure. Um, and then I even bought um, what is this stuff called? Barricade rust protection for firearms. It is rated for 128 hours salt fog. To not show rust, so we'll see how that what works. The hell, whatever the hell salt fog is, it's not salt spray. It's, yeah, which is you're not supposed point. to mount your gun under your truck in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news That's is it doesn't spray. snow here. Oh um, no, Derek, I've lost you. Oh, oh wait, there you are. I said the good news is it doesn't. The internet snow must here. Got slow again there for a sec. Oh yeah, that's true. For you, it'd be fine. Salt fog, but not salt spray. There will be there will be salt when I go to snow wheel. I'm sure. So, but anyway, that's it doesn't true. matter. So, um, they're soaking right now. You have so to, you like, did all of this. For, it's done now. I haven't put the bolts in the bead locks yet. I just used the old hardware for now. Um, but I'll I'll swap them out one by one. Uh, when I get them back from oh balancing. One by one. Oh, so that was the other thing. As I took, I, I marked the tires as I took them off thinking that I would get it perfect and they wouldn't have to rebalance them. They weren't perfect when I took them off. They had a little bit of a vibe, but it was tolerable. Now it's like 65 to 75, which is like where I typically drive. There's mm-hmm. like a really annoying vibe. And so I must've just been off Terrible. just enough. So I'm just going to have them rebalanced. And I know that a lot of people are going to scream at me for not just throwing balance media in there, but it's been so touch and go for me. And I know you and Bray, like it, Static balance. So many of us have had such bad results. Yeah. Static balance just works if they can do it. And it was hard to find a place. I probably called 10 or 12 places around here and found... I ended up finding two. There was one in Sacramento that the Snail Trail guys recommended, but that's two and a half hours away. So I didn't really want to go there um, if I didn't have to. Um, But they definitely... I called them. They're like, yeah, we can definitely help you out. And I was like, okay, great. Um, But... That would have been a long drive <laughs> just to get tires balanced. So there's a place locally they can. It's just do so up weird. 40. A 40 doesn't seem that big to me. Like all the shops I've worked at, like we could have done a 40. Like maybe you can't set the hood all the way down, but like you can still balance it. If you were just like, hey, can you just balance these loose wheels off a truck? I'd just be like, cool. I wouldn't that's be like, the thing, oh, though, man, is these that are beat I, locks. I, that's against I called the law. all these Blah. places and I was like, I need an answer. Before I like dismount all my tires and bring them in on a trailer behind the Mazda, mm-hmm. I don't have another set of yeah. wheels for the truck anymore. Um, like I-, I need to know before I come in. Like, and so a lot of them were like, maybe, but we can't guarantee it. And I was like, well, all right, I'll keep you as a maybe and call. Yeah, I'll call somebody else until I find somebody that's like, yeah. So the guy like measured. He was like, yeah, I can do forties. I don't think I can do any bigger than that though. I was like, great. So. Um, and then there's over the bridge, which is like 40 some odd minutes each way, which is a lot more tolerable. There's another place they could probably do it, um, but they were booked out for a little bit. So tomorrow I drop off my tires for balancing and we will see. I hope they do a really good job. I hope so too. I hope they care as much as I cared when I balanced your tires last time. I will say I, dis- I did not give up until they were 0.00. I didn't leave, even leave a quarter ounce on the table. Did you do my beadlocks? I don't think so, right? You did the Mickey Thompson. I don't think so. I did the last issues. set before that. Okay. I think Discount yeah. Tire did my beadlocks and they did a pretty good job. Not as good as you, but they, awesome. did a good, they did a good enough job. Well, um, they also weren't like close personal friends with you, so they didn't care as much. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, 
but yeah so um yeah when i quoted with the off-road shop that was over the bridge i was like how much for uh you know balancing a set of 40s on beadlocks and they were like 180 dollars a wheel and i was like um what oh, no no and i was like does that include mounting and they're like yes and i was like oh how much to balance you're like no 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 you're like literally they're already mounted i was like yeah that is ridiculous. and it cut it in like more than a quarter i was like okay that's a little bit better <laughs> i was like i know yeah. shit's expensive in california but that sounds like a shop rate for torquing them all too seriously i mean because uh, yeah they suck but the only part that really sucks is getting it on and off the machine like the actual balancing you just stick the weights on the machine doesn't right. work like you don't have to spin exactly. them or anything like yeah if they're already off the truck and you don't have to take the tires off then it shouldn't be that so i feel anyway. like there should be a discount for already off the truck that's a lot of lug nuts i don't know and it's Maybe backbreaking work well the, the shop that i'm going with is not it's just like a speed shop and uh they're like yeah we're just going to charge you however long it takes like our hourly rate so that makes sense. Yeah, so that should be under... Well, I just hope that they're silky money. smooth. That's all I can hope, I hope for. So How are those Baja I'll... bosses doing anyway, like, tread-wise? Are they... Yeah, they're good. Um, I did, How many miles so... do you have on them? Oh, I should have looked before I came on the podcast. I think, like... Ish? Close to 20,000 miles. Half-tread? More? More than half... Uh, No, less than half... Less than slightly less than half tread. Okay, but I mean, for a forty-inch tire on eight thousand pound rig that like wheels all like highway, like all to and from the trail, that ain't bad. And drove back six hours from Harlan with three and a half degrees of tow in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually I'd say that's pretty impressive. I think I talked about this on the podcast when I dismounted them. I flipped them. So that the oh, right, outside yeah. is inside now, and yeah, just because they're a lot more tread on the now outside, there was more tread on the insides because of that Harlan uh, mess up of mine. So yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you want them to wear it even, so you just flip them yeah. around, and hopefully, it wears the other side for a while. Yeah, I hope so. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> Off-road so yeah. rig lifestyle. Off-road rooted lifestyle. So we'll see what it looks like with black beadlock bolt heads soon. Um, and since I don't think that that coating is going to last very long because one of them that I put on without that uh, barricade coating rusted already. <laughs> just I like put just one Just me outside? Yeah. just it, I like swapped one bolt out on the tires. But it's been raining here in California for like three weeks now. Um, it's actually kind of bad. Um, you can look on the news if you want to hear about it, but, uh, yeah, um, it's already like got some surface rust. And so I'm like, boo, I thought gun blowing was better than that. Like, I just assumed that like, okay, so the whole reason I even talked about gun blowing is RC cars. Like when you get a new, like, like an old school, like you get a RC kit, like a race kit and it came with black oxide hardware. That's what it was. It was basically just gun blue. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. And the way I restored all the hardware that had been rusted from like years and years of abuse was gun blowing and it mm -hmm. worked and it's great and it holds up. But I'm also not constantly running these trucks in water. It's just occasionally they see some water. Right. So, so like maybe it isn't, doesn't hold up as well. It's just like, it was so magical when I used it. I was like, this is amazing. I'm doing this to everything. Yeah, so we're going to see. I have another um, path. Um, Mr. Rich Conlon is, has offered to do black zinc coating um, if I send him It some will bolts. probably be better. Zinc coating does uh, hold up. 
pretty 100%. damn well. Yeah, I mean the 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 zinc plated bolts I took off, aside from the ones that got scratched from rock rash, none of them were rusty, mm-hmm. and they'd been through a winter in Illinois. They were all still so. gold. They were all still gold. They didn't have any white even. Like white rust happens typically wow. before red rust. So I mean the ones that had the plating scratched off from rocks did, but only on like the yeah. flat surface of the bolt. Like the hex was fine. Yeah, that means so, it's awesome. Yeah. So and that was almost two years, one full Illinois winter. So black zinc is the way to go. All the salt. There are companies out there that sell black zinc beadlock bolts uh, in one and one and a half in, or one and a quarter inch lengths for the size I need, but nobody sells a one and a half. And you need the one and a half for the baselines with uh, aluminum rings. But Rich can do it. Rich can do it. Um, so, yeah. Maybe get them done in a color besides black zinc coating. Did they do other colors? Ooh, can they I do all kinds of zinc coatings? Oh, man. Dark blue would be so cool. Oh, my God. Dark blue zinc coating would be... I mean, I thought... I was like, if I'm going to spray paint these, I could just go to, like, AutoZone and get, like, duplicolor close match, like, Fuck blue spray metallic. paint. Don't do that. Well, I'm not the going to, The second that you I'm... put a socket on that, it's going to ruin it. So, uh, my plan was, and it would still not be great, but leave the zinc coating, so even if it does come off, it's still plated, but spray At least it's not resting. Put the old hardware in, torque it all, and then take one screw out at a time, manually thread it in once the paint is dry by hand, and then just use a six-point socket and give it one torque, and then that's it. Derek, that'll take 24 hours. I know. It'll take forever. Please don't. I'm not going to do it. For your sanity and mine. I'm not going to do it, but (laughs) yeah, if Rich can do dark blue, that'd be dope. Oh, man. I will talk to him. I mean, I just don't know. Anyway. Like, if it's zinc coating, is it only is it like either black or gold? Is that the only options, or can you get like? A, well, I know you can get clear because obviously you can buy zinc plated like right. grade five hardware at the hardware store, and it's zinc. Right. So like, clear. I mean, gold, the, the yellow black. chromate. But can you I think adds co- more like resilience to rust. I don't know what the black does, and I don't know yellow, how they gold. do it. Yeah, it's called zinc yellow chromate, but it looks like gold. It's gold. Yeah. Like, it's not yellow, yellow. It's just yellow no, over it, silver, which kind of gives a gold look. Yes. I'm just making sure we're on the same page, because I have seen some yellow-ass hardware. No, it's not. It's like, it's gold colored. Okay. Anyway, so that's a fun... I've, I've learned a lot about gun bluing, and I will never do it again for bolts that live outside. Um, it's probably really great for RC car hardware, though. It's it, not a bad idea. For something that's not constantly going to see salt and water, it's it's pretty legit shit. Yeah, for sure. Or something right. that you can keep oiled, whereas you, you can't keep your beadlock bolts oiled constantly. I mean, I could just, just carry a can of WD-40 <laughs> in the door yeah. and just <laughs> every time, every time you go out. Every time, every after it rains, just done. Yep. Or before it rains, better off. Ooh, you're right. Because it's water displaced. displacement. <laughs> so stupid. Derek, I feel like there's lag between us. I feel like I'm saying something, but I don't hear what you're saying. I think there, I think there's some lag. You're right. And you're kind of fuzzy well, too, which kind of makes me worry about your internet connection. I have gigabit internet. It shouldn't be me, but who knows? It probably is. I can download like a gigabyte a second. Yeah, but what can you upload? Or what can I upload? I, mean, I don't know. You, you don't want know. me to do a speed test real quick? Nah. I'll do one on my phone so it doesn't interrupt this. No, no, Just no. We're about to wrap up. No, let's you're gonna screw it up and we're all gonna we're gonna lose it and we won't be able to close out the episode. The and second we, we start the Patreon, we're doing a speed test so I can tell you how much faster my internet is than yours. Alright, fine. That's a good 
Good thing. What do the kids say? Bet. 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 No. What is it the kids say? All right, they we say should close what this do. <laughs> okay. What let's do? Shut it down. Are you going to say the sponsors? You want to hear about kids? If you want to hear about kids, come to the Patreon. Wait, that doesn't sound. Whoa! Right. I don't like how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear about, what do we want to hear about kids? What are you going to say about kids, you'll have, Derek? You'll have to listen to the Patreon to find out. <laughs> oh my god! You know they said Matt and Steve said the other day that I corrupted you. They were like Derek was a, a fine young man until he met you, and I was like, yeah, I know. That sounds right. Yeah. Is definitely. it all my fault? It's your fault. Okay. It's all, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. That's that's fine. Um, I'll take it. I'll though. take responsibility. Uh, all right, our partners. Um, well, we already talked about. Well, we didn't really talk about complete off road. Check out complete off road if you want off roady things. Um, Mr. Chris Willie will hook you up, and uh, they have helped. And us also, both. side note: if you need something zinc plated, Rich Conlon also owns. I don't actually. I don't want to advertise plating, it. Right? I don't know if I don't know if I pulled rank and was like, "Hey, can you help a podcast brother out?" And he was like, yeah. "No, no, 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 no." So. I mean, that's what they do. He would not be sad if you sent him business. That's true. You're right. You're right. I, I don't think he. Rich I think he owns be sad a plating business. Him, if you send him 150 bolts, he might be sad or charge a lot. Yeah, but who cares? He's going to charge for whatever he does. He does that's quality true, work. Right. If you if if all of a sudden. His plating business did a lot more business because we plugged him on the podcast. So he can be like, hey, how dare you guys send me business? You're right. Or is you're he right. going to be like, thanks? Well, nope. He'll be like, Is thanks. it Key City Plating? Case, it's I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, Something Plating. Or uh, not K- Kansas City. Key, I thought it was Key City, but that sounds wrong to me now. I think it is KCP, though. But honestly, if you call Complete Off Road and you need something zinc plated, they'll just be like, yeah, we do that too. They'll, they'll just figure it out. <laughs> they'll be like, Same yeah, order, let, me put you on, let me put you on the phone with Rich. They'll just put you on hold and like go eat a sandwich and come back and be like, yep, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to do you want to do the number? Do you know the number? Is it 563-583-5363? Yeah. God, that's ingrained in my fucking brain. Like, I don't even know it and I know it. Because five, Steve six, said five, it one hundred and fifty-four times. Yeah, exactly. Jesus, I don't know any of the other sponsor partners' phone numbers. Just That's that true. One. Me either. Well, speaking of other, no one partners, else wants you to call them though. They're like, just go online. I have a website. You can easily do things. And Blade Off Road's like, no, call me because the questions you have are probably too complex for an email. I would say they do. Ha- Complete Off Road does have a website. So if you need, if you know exactly what you need, you can go on the website and order it. There's no problem with that. But if you have questions, but if you're like, I have questions. Mm-hmm. Call, call, because dude, the knowledge they have is amazing. Yes, You're and like, I need things, and I don't really know what I'm talking about. They're like, we do, and if it's not available on their website, call them anyway because they might be able to get it for you anyway. And the answer is usually yes, they can get it anyway. Yep. All right, um, crawler off road for your recovery needs. Did you see any crawler off road stuff used at the Hangover Run? Dude, you know, honestly, did anybody even get stuck? Maybe. Men got stuck. We had to yank him. That's right. I think we used a crawler synthetic winch line to get him loose. But they honestly... talked about that on that episode. Yeah, we didn't get that stuck. Like, everything was pretty... Like, there, there was, like, I don't think anyone broke anything. Like, there was very little stuckage. It was just kind of a pretty smooth day. Now, granted, I was only other than the first. I don't know what happened the day before, but... It was a it was a very mellow wheeling trip. I like that. Just kind of hung nice. out, had a good time. 
nothing like super I, crazy happened. I enjoy recovering people, but it's always, you know, it's sad when it's your friends because, you know, they wanted to keep wheeling, you know, so when things... It's break, always stressful crazy. when it's you. When it's your rig that's stuck, it's stressful. Everyone else is just trying to figure it out, but, like, you're like, I'm holding up everybody, uh Yep. Like, nobody's really that upset about it unless it right. happens over and over. If you get stuck every five minutes or ten minutes, then you need to make your rig more capable. So stop or, or don't wheel so hard. One of the two. Or don't wheel so hard. Yep. Like, take the uh, bypass. Just take the bypass. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Or air down a little bit more so you get more traction, and you can do so using a Morflate tire deflate system. Hey, good rest of Segway. I like Segways. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> um, they're pretty sweet, I dude. I need a Morflate before I need one too. I have like some janky ass homebrew one that always gets tangled and messy. And the Flexilla hose on the Morflate is, but I'm. Quite I always right now. borrow somebody's shit. I'm like, I drove to the trail and now I need to air up. Can somebody help me? And they're like, Fine, Mike, <laughs> borrow my shit again. Yep. Everyone's like, Mike, why don't you just have a compressor on board? I'm like, Because I know I need one, and I'm. <laughs> lazy and cheap <laughs> that's right i need one though i know you're lazy and cheap you're not i wonder lazy. if i can get one in snow day blue i want everything i want the compressor in snow day blue i want that Flexilla what is it called hose. quasar blue metallic oh my i want God. quasar blue metallic hoses quasar blue metallic compressor i want my truck to be quasar blue i'd pay extra for that flexzilla makes green. Uh, Flexzilla makes Smart Flex hose in dark blue. Wait, is that Flexzilla? Dark blue. Ooh, now Derek's like, I need one. But it's like, it's like for your shop. It's not like quarter inch. It's like, not for my Morflate compressor yeah, that's on board. You could, oh, you could heat shrink the hoses. It wouldn't be as flexible though. Derek, I don't know that, what you're talking about you know? right now. Okay, well, either way, he, he the moral of the story the, is you yeah. probably need a more flight if you're driving near the trail. Otherwise, just right. leave your rig on the trail or four PSI, you're fine. That's right. Um, and finally, Offroad Anonymous for all your bracketry needs. Um, I know Mang and Steve were talking about using the axle like hooks for tying down the rigs to the trailers, and Kyle was saying like he can ratchet strap his rig down to the trailer in like less than five minutes now, which is pretty fast. It definitely helps. Show do. Or they, they make, make so much shit too. They just make so many fabrication yeah. things. Like if you just own a welder and you're just like, I want to do something cool, or I probably has something cool that you could do. Like something that'll right. make your life easier, something that's just neat in general. Fire fabrication stuff. Organization stuff for exactly. the shop. Get you some shock tabs. The cup holders, man. I'm never gonna stop the talking about those cup holders, one of which I don't have. I definitely need one. <laughs> the Milwaukee Packout cup holder. That's just the coolest shit ever. Like, faux show. Who doesn't want their cup you to could, stay perfectly in place on the trail? Everybody you wants could be that. Upside just down one. on the trail, and your cup will stay mounted. And you will lose great. very, very little of your trail sodi pop. That's right. I assume I well, very this little. Has nothing to do with ORA, but I assume the Milwaukee Packout like cup has a pretty good seal. It's Yeti-ish. Yeah, it's Yeti-ish, so you'll lose very little. Very little. Yeah, you'll lose very little because yeah, it's Yeti right. quality. And for the slow drip, you can just stuff. open your mouth. You're just upside exactly. down on the trail. You're upside it's like down, you just like, like well, stretcher. Can, can somebody recover me? <laughs> While you drink your trail. Well, 
while you slowly get your IV drip of trail sody. Just to maintain that perfect amount of uh, sugar high. Yes. All right. Uh, I think we're about to wrap this up and move to the Patreon. This is a pretty long episode, so you're welcome. Was it really? How long did we record? I have no idea. Hour 15. Oh, that's not that long. Steve's been doing episodes for like an hour and a half plus. Fine. We want to. You want to keep going? Although, for, as far as my bedtime is concerned, we should have been done seventeen <laughs> minutes ago. So, ah, uh, shit. Once all right. You get um. All right. Then do don't you ask me. I don't words? have any. Damn Aww. it! I knew you were gonna ask me. Not fair. It's not fair that you asked first. I should have asked first. Do I have any last words? I thought. You know what? I do have some last words. Okay. If you have a Lego set. Maybe in the room that you're in. Maybe it's behind oh you. God, I don't you, know. Mike. I'm, not, I'm not talking about anyone in particular. I'm not <laughs> talking about anyone in particular, Derek. I'm not looking at you. I'm just saying if you're a person that has a Lego... <laughs> he's going to get it. If a person happens to have a Lego set in the room that they're in, maybe behind them, maybe it's not behind you, maybe it's in front of you, you know what? You should build it. Legos are super therapeutic. I'm sorry. I said Legos, and the purists will hate that. If you have a Lego set, not Legos, Lego... You never say it's just like deer. You don't say deers, you say deer. If you have a Lego set or Lego, don't you start with me. You build the Lego set. It's it is so good. Like sit down, get a find a comfy chair, a nice big table, open up all your things, categorize everything, and just build it. Build it over like a week. Build it over a month. It doesn't matter. It is so relaxing. It takes life away and it just it just puts you in the zone. It's amazing. Derek, next time you're having a stressful day. Just stop everything, clear off a bench, and build that Lego set. Why'd you Why'd you say my name? I thought you were not talking about anybody in particular. I'm just saying I happen to. I'm just saying you if you happen to have one. Okay, all right. Um, maybe I should get one. And yeah, just if you notice, there's to not one in the room anymore one, that you can see. I'm not saying that there's one in your hand. I'm just saying that if you happen to get one, you should do it. There's nothing in my hands. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you happen to have a Lego set behind like you this for one like a month or two or three, like this one will take minutes to build. It's a hundred pieces. Um, maybe you should slow down a little bit. Yes, I, I see it. <laughs> Derek actually does have a Lego set. It's very close to the camera. I can see it. It's the it's a race car driver, and I zoomed in on his face. Anyway, all right, that's it for this week's off road total off road podcast. Do you? That was your last words. So we'll catch you on the trail. On the trail. On the trail.